Good morning, and happy Thanksgiving. Um, I know that's a couple of days ago, but I kind of like to think that the whole weekend here is Thanksgiving. And <clears throat> yeah, you know, I'd like to just take this opportunity to express my gratitude to you all, um, not only for being here today and for being here many Sundays, but also for all the good work that you do outside of this place, and also um, for giving me the opportunity of being able to stand up here and share some thoughts with you um, on a regular basis. I'm grateful. And Happy New Year. Yeah, I know we just got done with Thanksgiving, and we've still got to get through Christmas before we get to sing old Lang Syne and drop the ball and do all the things that we do on New Year's Eve. But today is the first day of a new church year. Um, it's the first Sunday in Advent. And on this day, we in the, Episcop in the Episcopal Church turn the page on the calendar and commence a new year. And this year for Advent, like every year, you know, we've greened the church, right? We've brought, uh, we've brought in this greenery from the outside to the inside of this building to remind us that, you know, we live in God's creation. It's not just a man-made church that we live in. This church is, is part of the greater creation. And I love that. Um, I love this tradition. And if you go to coffee hour after church in there, it smells like the forest because we've got a bunch of reeds in there. So it's a nice tradition, and I like it. Um, so these four short weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I just want to acknowledge that um, they tend to become this whirlwind of activity, uh, joyful for certain, but inherently it's a time that's stressful and it can feel a little rushed. And I believe that it's important that we all try our best to slow down a little bit or a lot. So Advent is a time when we are encouraged in our tradition to wait and to watch, to prepare ourselves for the coming of the real mystery, which is God in the flesh of a human being, Jesus of Nazareth, coming to us. On December 25th, we'll celebrate God's coming into the world as one of us, God's promise to be with us, to never abandon us or betray us. We're so used to this Christmas story, and what a beautiful story it is, but we're so used to it that it's easy and it's kind of understandable that the real mystery gets glossed over a little bit perhaps lost to us, a God of love showing us how much we are loved by being in the flesh with us for a little while in the person of Jesus and God being with us always in the spirit, assuring us that we too are held and upheld, God's children, all of us. And that's kind of a radical message. That is light 
that is truth, and that is good news. But it's not Christmas yet, so Advent. Four weeks, four Sundays, four candles to light, a month to wait and watch and prepare ourselves to receive the mystery, that peace and love of God which passes all rational understanding. And I've always found it so interesting that we end our church year, the year that we just came out of, with a reading from a gospel um, that's the story that Jesus tells his friends and anyone who would listen about the end times. And if you were here a couple of weeks ago, you heard me trying to make some sense out of Mark's version of Jesus' vision, the temple crashing down, no stone left upon another, wars and rumors of wars, total destruction, and his promise that the pain that we each must go through and that the world must go through is actually labor pains. That something beautiful is about to be born. New life. A whole new world. That story was called Mark's Little Apocalypse to Bible nerds. Then last Sunday, um, which was the very last Sunday of last year, uh, we got to hear Mary unpack for us the meaning of our celebration of Christ the King Sunday. And, and I thought it was beautiful how she challenged us to rethink what kingship might be, what worldly power might be, what hierarchy might be. Three structures, by the way, that Jesus spoke and worked against his whole life. So here we are in church, first Sunday of the new church year, first Sunday of Advent, and what do we hear in the gospel reading today? Jesus telling his friends about what the end times might look like. And this year, we're focusing on Luke's gospel, and today we heard Mary read a portion of a chapter that's known as Luke's Little Apocalypse to Bible nerds. And it goes, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Not a real cheery way to start out our Advent journey, I know, so I always wonder what the compilers of the lectionary were thinking when they felt the need to end one year with the end of the world and start off another year with the end of the world. Well, maybe they chose these readings to wake us up. If that was their intention, I'm afraid for the most part that maybe they've failed. I mean, we've been hearing about the imminent end of the world, not just for all of our lifetimes, but 
basically for all of history. From the very start, people have been prophesying the end of the world. What once must have been shocking language seems to have kind of lost its power for us, for me anyway. My eyes start to glass over when I hear people talking about the end of the world. We've all been through a lot as a people, as a country, and each one of us as human beings. And even though we all have those days when it seems like our world is about to end, well, then the next day the sun comes up, we roll out of bed, sometimes we crawl out of bed, and we suit up and we face another day. And it can feel like it would be all right if the world ended sometimes. At least we wouldn't have to go through the pain that none of us can seem to escape. But no, life goes on. And we do the best we can with what we have. And it's almost as if Jesus, in telling this story to his friends and his followers, is trying to get through to them that, yes, yeah, things are hard right now. And chances are good that they might get even harder before they get better. It may seem like the world is ending. It's not. There is still work to do, and there's still life to be lived. So calm down. Maybe that's a lesson we can take from Jesus' teaching today, an attitude and a way of seeing and being in the world that we can embody, where we bring into our lives and give to a gift, give as a gift to those around us as we move through Advent, we can give and receive a wakeful, watchful attitude. In Jesus' message today, he was speaking to his friends who were living in fear that their world was crashing down around them and that they were living out the end times. There were signs all around them that their world was indeed coming to an end. And there are signs all around us that the world might be on the brink of catastrophe. You can hear it in the news. You can hear it in the air. And you can interpret these signs however you choose. If you don't quite know how to interpret the state of the world today, well, there are pundits and prognosticators who are, will be more than happy to give you a ready-made interpretation of what's going on out there. But Jesus is here to remind us today, not yet. False prophets might tell you that the end is near, but not yet. And I think we need to hear that today. Because when we are agitated... How can we let the light in that we know is coming in the darkness? How can we know, I mean really know, that we are not sinners in the hands of an angry God, but rather lovers in the arms of a patient God? I stole that image uh, from an essay by S.G. Belknap, and I think it's such a beautiful image. 
We are lovers in the arms of a patient God. So we must watch and wait and be ready. Jesus tells us to be alert, keep awake. And that's easier said than done, isn't it? And when we're too outwardly focused, too captured by the clickbait that our culture has become, that is so seductive, we're actually, I believe, we're lulled into complacency. And it's weird because it's a complacency that feels so urgent. We, I, consume and consume and consume not just material goods, but information and entertainment nonstop delivered by my device of choice. And there's so much noise out there, and there is so much noise in here that it's hard sometimes to keep awake. We forget our true selves. Maybe we never have really known our true selves as lovers in the arms of a patient God. Thankfully, we've got an excellent role model in the person of Jesus. And what I love the most about Jesus, the man, is that he was ready for anything. We'll see this year as, as we contemplate readings from Luke, just how open and alert Jesus was his whole life. I get the sense that Jesus, especially in the way that Luke portrays him, was the great improviser. No one and no circumstances manipulated him in a way that threw him off base because he was centered in his own belovedness. He responded. He didn't react. Well, you might say, of course he did. How could he not? He was the son of God after all. But I'm here to tell you today, and I've got it on good authority because Jesus said it himself, we can do it too. We can ignore the false prophets of doom and live in the light because we're all God's children. And I know it's hard this year, um, this time of year, this time of busyness and all the demands put upon us to be happy and festive. It's still hard to be quiet and calm. It's hard not to be distracted by all the noise. So people of St. John's, it's a new day and it's a new year if you want it to be. We don't have to wait a month or until December 31st to start again. We can enter into a new time intentionally, a new phase of our lives today. The readiness is everything. So light a candle today, especially if it's a dark day. Jesus tells us to be on guard so that our hearts are not weighed down by the worries of this life and that there's a new day coming. In fact, today can be that day if we choose. Everything we need 
is both in front of us and around us and inside of us. We simply need to give the love that is always there the time and the space to grow. Is this the end of the world? I don't think so. But how can we live into a new beginning without allowing the old way of life to pass away, to die? There is a baby's coming. God's love to be born again and again. So let's all stand up and raise up our heads and look around. In this noisy time of year, let's be quiet and listen for a still, small voice that says, I am with you always. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Amen.